Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Steam, Steel, and Murder. Tonight we're continuing our BX Dungeons & Dragons adventure. This is session number nine. Um, we have over 20 in the recording bin so far, but I've been very slow about getting these edited and up for your enjoyment, and I do apologize. As we are in the uh, midst of this whole coronavirus going around, I too am sequestered in my home and am currently not employed due to this, so there will be more time going on to be able to get this up, edited, and out for, again, your enjoyment. There are several recordings uh, coming up for games that we've done, playtests of, single shots of, and continuing stories, such as our Dresden Files game. Uh, other games, like our Pig Smoke game, is on hold as some of the players have become unavailable over time. So if you're wondering where the next episode of that is, sorry to say, it is uh, on indefinite hold. Our Indiana Jones game does continue, and more of those will be in the feed. If you listen via our main webpage, uh, there is a link at the top right of the page uh, on that link now is a PayPal tip button. Feel free to use that. I hope you enjoy this episode and more will be forthcoming in a more timely manner, I hope. Thank you. Okay, so we are back with another BX Dungeons and Dragons adventure. We've got uh, party size reduced by two tonight. We have a new player tonight. Hello. <laughs> um, well, let's let's uh, let you go ahead and introduce yourself, and uh, if you've got a character name and just uh, a brief what you're playing, go ahead and do that for us. So I will be playing a dwarf, which is not named by now, but it will not be long, and um, this dwarf particular dwarf uh, is from Rockholm, the kingdom of the dwarves in uh, Mistara, and he came down to Keramikos to help build the, the, the duchy and um, decided to go uh, adventuring with, with some other people which seemed pretty experienced. So here I am. I'm going to join, join uh, such a good party of adventurers. <laughs> and I'll explain exactly how you get attached to these, these ne'er-do-wells as we go along. Yeah, uh, experienced adventurers? Who's that? I don't know who they are. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, we, 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 haven't, uh, we haven't named our new player, so uh, the dwarf doesn't have a name, but the player does. <laughs> So, Jeff, welcome to the group. Yeah. And, uh, Jameis, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are playing? Hello, this is Jameis. I am playing an elf by the name of <coughs> Galen Rayhorn. He is, well, obviously, an elf from the wood elves side of things. So he's more into the trees and following the ways of the elves. And as such, he is a fighter slash cleric build. And he only just recently met the party last time, but he decided to join them because otherwise the plot wouldn't really go very far if I went off and did my own thing. <laughs> the plot will only turn so well. And Bill. Oh, my name is Bill. I'm playing a human magic user, 
Radnor the Large. He has got a 16 strength and 18 intelligence and a 5 dex. So he is about 400, 450 pounds. I'm not sure what that is in kilos. Um, but he, uh, he's been adventuring with these folks and, uh, he wants to continue to do so and grow in, in power and stature. He just recently gained a level and some more spells, so he's ready to get out there. All right. Very good. And unfortunately, uh, Steve and Adam are not able to join us tonight, although we might get our jazz bomb. <laughs> yeah, it might turn up later. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So we are going to pick up after you guys have returned to Specularum, uh, after bringing in some information uh, about a, a possible threat and an awakening uh, of, well, of some undead in a nearby province. Um. Specularum itself, uh, let's see here. Of course, James, your character is native, um, although you may have never come to this capital city of the humans. No, I've, I've been in the woods most of my life. I'm sort of taking my character as more of a ranger-style character. So sure, he's been in the yeah. woods a lot. As we're sort of following the religion of the woods, as it were, which was the fighter cleric side of it. But yeah, I'm taking him more as a ranger. And Radnar probably hasn't been here before because you're just now joining the uh, the Wizarding College here. Yes, it's uh, uh, it's a fascinating place. Uh, it's the 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 largest uh, city uh, in in the area. It holds over five thousand people. It's a port city. Duke Stefan. Uh, when he started uh, building his duchy in the area, built uh, the city upon uh, a city that was already here, and he's just approved upon it. So, like, if you guys are looking at the Roll20 there, there is a old map of Specularum uh, where there's a new city and an old city. The new city is all newer construction, uh, mostly stone, has a wall around it of stone. The inner city is much older, uh, style buildings. A lot of it is wood. Uh, some of it is clay. And it is a thriving harbor. They do a lot of uh, trade and a lot of travel coming in through here. So you guys have been here for a few weeks now after giving the information to uh, Duke Stefan's court. Um, you're basically spending uh, some of that hard-earned gold and uh, waiting around for, well, your your next orders. Since you did so well for the Duke uh, in this last this last outing that you guys went through, uh, you were given a certificate where you can start your own company. So what that basically means is you don't have any uh, oversight like you did last time, no caravan master to uh, tell you what you can and can't take out of the armory, no Duke tax man to make sure that uh, you are giving the proper advances to Duke Stefan. Uh no land navigator either, no mapper, etc. Uh, so as a new founded guild here with the Duke's uh, blessing to map out and explore his territories. Uh, again, keep in mind, this is a very wild area. It's, it's largely uh, not been mapped out or explored. And so he is giving uh, these charters for companies to do this for him. So you're a new company. You have been giving a not 
let's be honest, it's not a great uh, starting area. We'll call it your your place of business to kind of hang your shingle and to attract new members into your company. Uh, it is in the old city. It's a two story dwelling. Uh, lower part is uh, it's clay and stone. Upper portion is wood. It looks like it was probably an old bakery, given that it still smells of bread daily, even though the bakery has been shut down for quite a long while. You have been interviewing uh, potential people to uh, to join your company. Uh, you're looking for good men of arms, good people that can help you explore, but you're also looking for some basic things too, like people that are able to manage your campsites, to be able to man- manage your uh, your inventories, to manage your horses, mules, whatever other things you need. Uh, so this is where you are at now, uh, Radnar and Galen, um, with not too many prospects that you feel you are willing to uh, offer like a share of the find instead of just a simple coin for labor. You've got a few of those positions filled. But today is your lucky day as striding into your company's headquarters is a dwarf mighty of shoulder, if not of stature. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jeff, do you have a name for your dwarf yet? Yeah. All right, so uh, so you've just walked into, you're looking for adventure, you're looking for a group to attach yourself to, to explore this uh, wide world and earn some coin, and uh, you heard that they are interviewing uh, for people to join their companies. So <laughs> how do you present yourself? Uh, role play out how you uh, give your bona fides and uh, try to convince them to hire you on. Hi, folks. I am Darby of Stonehill. I came here in Karamikos to help to build this Grand Duchy. I hear that there's much money to to make. And I would like to join a party of adventurers to, to, to make, to get... To, to get my share of those the, 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 this wealth I heard uh, uh, is present in, in the kingdom. So I'm Darby of Stonehill, and I'm a dwarf. I'd like to um, to go adventuring with you. I have not the finest sword of of the dwarves, but I have. Uh, some uh, capacities that will help your party. You know, as a demi-human, I have infravision. I I like to go uh, under the earth to find to find uh, the monsters to to fight. So I would very much like to join your fine party of adventurers well darby it's nice to meet you my name is radnor and uh you know we've seen a lot of people the last couple of days a lot of them don't measure up how do we know you're not going to run the first time we see a a zombie or some kind of monster or something how do we know you're going to have have our backs have you ever fight besides a dwarf 
a dwarf never flee. A dwarf fight with, with confidence and with honor. And I will, I will certainly not flee if there is danger. I like what I hear. Galen, you have any questions for the, for the dwarf here? Well, so far, he managed to open the door on the first trial, which is more than some of our other applicants have been able to do. So he's got that going for him. We're not, but if you look just here searching for riches and wealth, I don't really know if this is the right party for you. Well, I can adapt to many situations, and I like to fight those filthy monsters that you will certainly meet in your in your adventures well i like your attitude i i i tell you what galen just a just a feeling here we've like you said we've seen some real uh losers here the last couple of days why don't we uh why don't we let him come along with us and see how he does yeah we can go with a probationary period i'll prove to the elf that i will be a good representant of my um, of my kind sounds good to a me good representative nice um so one of you guys if you want to uh start a document somewhere or uh, just put it into notes on your character sheet in roll 20 is just fine uh, but uh, here is what you are starting with, uh, what Duke Stefan has basically uh, granted to you to get your endeavor started. You have five, and only five, healing potions. Oh, didn't someone say they were going to do the party treasury sheet thing? And there's that person here. He is not here, because I think yeah. that's... Uh, I think your thief was going to do that. It's always good to trust your thief with your inventories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to keep an eye on him, though. I'll, uh, I'll keep some notes until he gets back. You have a, a basic armory, um, so up to uh, up to chainmail, uh, cloth, leather, chain, shields, swords, axes, spears, that sort of thing. All of it is um, not of the best quality, um, but has been upkept pretty well. Um, now, one of the things I, I had forgotten to ask you about this in the meantime, but uh, one of the things we got on our adventures uh, was a, a robe with some light magic on it. Were we able to find out wh- what that magic was? Uh, well, we can do that. Uh, so did you actually... Okay, so we did some of this through chat, so let's just bring it out to the onto the podcast recording. You have joined the Mages Guild here at Specularum so that you have access to their libraries and uh, some other help. It's also expected that you will improve their library. So if you go out and you find new spells, you create new spells that you you know it's part of what uh, your dues are to be able to share those with everyone else. Okay. 
so they do have a research uh, laboratory as well. Um, there's also some news that they are starting a college uh, not very far out of Specularum since it is something that has potential to uh, <laughs> to destroy a city if things go out of hand when you're teaching new magics. Uh, they have found a plot of land that they are uh, currently excavating, building on, etc. for a future college uh, to be in the area. This is a new and exciting thing. Typical humans destroying the forests. All right. So if you want them to take a look at your robes, uh, certainly as a a member now, you can do that. You can ask around there and see uh, what anyone has to say about it. You can also do the research yourself if you'd rather. Again, they have a lab. You're welcome to try the research on your own to see if you can figure out what kind of enchantments on there. Well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a lot of time. You know, I, I've got to spend some time making those scrolls. Uh, I'm gonna offer my services when we're in town. I'll, I'll be sort of like the uh, the Indiana Jones type professor since I've got experience in the field, and when I come come in, I can I can teach classes on on how to survive in the wild or or whatever. And uh, I'll offer to to uh, you know teach a certain number of hours per whatever um and ask if they can look at my robe um sure they they take your their offer uh you can see they're they're dubious that a man of your stature would be able to uh adequately teach a class on survival out in the wilderness but it, it's taken well, see, this is where you've got the um the red no galen course <laughs> Galen can actually provide some useful tips for how to survive out, out, outdoors. Survival tip number one, find a native. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're going to have someone else in the college look at it then? Yes. That, that could actually be what our company does, actually, sort of just take people out on tours. <laughs> and now we've got a dwarf who can tell us about the underground stuff. <sighs> Yeah, so it has a it has a, a minor dwammer upon it. Uh, it is more protective than cloth ought to be. Uh, so if you're stabbed, slashed, or <laughs> pounded upon, it offers a bit more protection uh, than you would expect. So nice. in game terms, it is armor class plus one over cloth. Nice. The only that means I've uh, got an armor class of ten now. Uh, the only bad part of it is that the sigils and designs of the robe. Um, are very characteristic and are known in the region to belong to a specific uh, sect of people. So you're you're announcing in in some way that you are part of uh, that group of people if you go about wearing this. Yeah, that probably isn't something I want to do. Um, is there any way I'd be able to to alter the appearance of the robe? Uh, the appearance, yes, uh, by adding to it, like adding pieces of cloth here and there, but you can't modify the robe itself without destroying the magic. Uh, but yeah, you, you can have things done to it, like you can have a, a piece of cloth put over the, the shoulders to make like a shawl, shawl, mm, pronunciation on that, that would cover a lot of the glyphs. Um, you could have the fabric dyed, that won't break the magic, so you can change the coloration of it. I want to I, I want to do that, and I I want to make sure that I have plenty of. Can I have pockets put on it? 
Oh, it has a ton of pockets. Uh, that was one of the interesting things about it. That's probably one of the reasons I do want to use it because uh, you know I want to want to hide lots of things all over me so I can you know be carrying these things around and pull them out at need. So yeah, I'll probably diet and try to you know do what I can to to change the appearance away from from marking me of the certain sect um, and still be able to take advantage of the protection it offers. Sure. Uh, they have a pretty impressive area here where they sell all kinds of uh, silks and clothings and are able to dye it for you. So what color are you dyeing it? Um, gray. If you're going into nature, I think khaki. <laughs> yeah, like gray or khaki or something like that. Kind of just some faded sort of natural type color. Oh, they can do like a forest green, like a dark forest green. They can that do gray, certainly. Gray, I, I'd like gray. I could I, I could change my name mm. to Radnor the Gray. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, I'll, perhaps I'll be dieting as, uh, as I progress in levels. Like I'm now only 425 pounds. <laughs> well, luckily for you, these robes were actually designed to be worn over armor. So <laughs> there's, enough, there's enough room inside there for you. I like it. All right. So Galen, uh, were you doing anything special in your time here? Uh, maybe rubbernecking at uh, all of the buildings here. The other thing that you might find interesting is to find out that Duke Stefan actually has a uh, coterie of elves, um, your kin actually, uh, that act as a, a special scouting and strike force for him. Um, it's a pretty illustrious position. It's uh, it's by invitation only, and uh, these uh, kin of yours are, are very exceptional hunters, exceptional trackers. Uh, but are they following the proper rituals and rites? That is a question, uh, as, as none that you have encountered in the town thus far um, are worshippers of... Uh, <laughs> Or at least uh, lapsed worshippers of your god. Which god did you choose to worship again? Uh, according to the book, it's just a It's just either Ilsandal and Ilsandal and Miladin. Yep. Okay, so the, the, just that pantheon of elven gods. Yeah. Yeah. Call upon them as needed. I've got a little bit of extra gold. Is there any way I'd be able to buy uh, healing potions? I know they provided five for us. <sighs> Is that a? I don't even know how much they are. Yes, you you can buy more. Uh, you can buy more from uh, Duke Stefan's armory, but uh, they're they're hundred gold a pop. Yeah, <laughs> they're not cheap. <laughs> no, well, you know what? It's neither is dying. So, do you have a hundred gold? I do. Ooh, as a matter someone's... of fact, I'm going to pick up two of them. Someone's rolling in it. Yep. Uh, yeah, not- speaking of basics like that, uh, so the stipend that you get, uh, because you do draw some pay from, from the Duke, uh, at least his quartermasters, so essentially it's enough for your basic upkeep. It's enough to keep you fed uh, you know, in a city or a town. It, uh, it will now cover your, your home here, um, it, it basic upkeep of your arms and armor, but not enough to give you like extra spending money. What, um, how are we gonna? How do you want to divide up the other potions? Since I just bought a couple, why don't I just take one and and y'all can take two apiece? 
I mean, for the moment, we can go with that until uh, we find where our other compatriots are right. and we distribute it further. We can do that. So your next order of business or things that you've got to think about here is, uh, well, you, you need to expand your company. <laughs> You're a very small company right now. Uh, you've managed to get a couple of housekeepers uh, at a very low rate to be able to keep your, your building here um, <laughs> presentable and uh, one of them is a woodworker so he's able to do some repairs to the outside to make it look not quite so dilapidated uh but yeah so what, what you guys need to brainstorm some ideas how to how to expand out some you're kind of going to be in specularum for a bit until you get your marching orders as to where the duke um or any of the other politicians <laughs> in specularum want to send out a force of people to uh, to check out some of the main things you're missing right now is someone that uh, a cartographer, someone that can actually map out the region that you're in. Uh, that's that's kind of a must. Hmm. Oh, so I quite like now that I've I quite like the idea of us being a uh, group that takes people on tours and such of the out of the nature of that. <laughs> so that could be something a way we do to help supplement our income. And also find out who's interested. So we offer the oh, here's the sort of the tourist. You go around a horses pack, and here's the here's the courses where you actually tough it out for a couple of days with big, with actual proper bed kits and stuff. So we can sort of also use that to help test people to see what they're like and potentially find um, people that we want to recruit. Yeah, it's a pretty good idea, uh, especially with the tourism. After you have figured out which areas are actually safe to do that in. <laughs> mm. Also, because I don't want to be in the town more can help it. <laughs> yeah. it, it. It probably is a bit confining for your character. Yeah, I, I want to be on the woods and stuff. It's there. There's this also where I'm trying to grow trees and stuff on the roof of our building. Hey, while uh, while we are while we're doing all this in some of my downtime, I want to be like observing this pillow I've got because I know it. We I found out that it. You said it had a saint, uh, faint, uh, or a preservation, or whatever. We didn't find out a lot more, and I'm gonna see if I can find out more about that. Oh yeah, you would have had time to test this. Basically, if you put anything that is capable of spoiling upon it, it just doesn't. Nice, oh, neat. I will uh, probably keep that in our pantry for now, and we can just put food on it. And uh, you know, when we find a, a, a Another use for it, we can take it with us or sell it if we need the money. And Jeff, uh, what did you say your character's name was? Darby. Darby, okay. Darby of Stonehill. Yep, so feel free to engage in the conversation. The little uh, hiring scene we have had played out several days ago, so you're you're hired on at this point. You're settling into whatever room you're allocated here in this uh, <laughs> this house. Yeah, that's great. Possibly the basement, if you're more comfortable there. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, do you check out the basement as you're uh, looking for which room to call your own? Yeah, we'll do that. I will do that. All right. Tell you what, roll me a D6. Uh, the basement's probably haunted because all basements are haunted. It's just the way they are. You can't help it. You build a basement, it becomes haunted. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything about it. That's the rule. It's the way things are. So it's a D6 on the old macro bar there. I rolled a five. All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the the very basement of this uh, stone foundation, good floors, uh, 
you know, your dwarven eye picks up some fairly good craftsmanship, actually. It looks like the lower parts of this building were actually uh, much older than the wooden upper uh, upper floor. Um, pretty well weather tight down here. They probably used it to store, you know, tubers, you know, potatoes, vegetables, that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, you can set up a nice little place down here if you'd like. Ah, I'll, I'll do that. So uh, just rules-wise, what I had you do is uh, so a dwarf uh, can notice things on a 1 or 2 on a d6. So, uh, you know, just as a player, so you know, you rolled a 5. If there were something to notice down here, you did miss it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's, it's wow. a nice dry place underground. So that pesky sun can't come in and intrude on things. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so with Derby, we can increase some of our touristy things to include more mountainous stuff now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there, are, there is some place uh, we could maybe we could try to recruit another dwarf uh, as a. An, uh, do you do you recruit NPC in your party? Uh, not they'll, they'll be part of our company, but they probably won't be in our party. We oh, maybe back up characters for you if you die. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, don't become too attached to your characters. Health is not a, uh, a useful thing that happens to be around much of these games. <laughs> but no one's died yet. Yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Well, I'll... Uh, do the 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 um yeah the the duke uh got us uh some equipment yeah basic uh basic arms and armor um so you can have anything that would make sense uh, so you can pick out whatever weapon whatever armor you want is just fine note that it is it's functional uh but it is not uh, like of great quality but it is functional Okay. No mastercraft bonus here. Masterwork. That's cool. I, I, I picked up a chain mail. You'll also have some basics like uh some, some carts and wagons, a few mules, uh no horses though. Like like if you actually want horses, you're gonna have to figure out how to buy those yourself. But the mules will carry the cor- uh will pull the carts. Um Well that's part such. of the charge room we charge the tourists. Part of that includes rent for yep. horses, so <laughs> Perhaps okay. there's a local rent-to-own horse place. Oh, I assume there'll be rentable horses here because this is a major city, and you need to somehow oh, occasionally people need to grab a horse to travel between places without actually owning one themselves. Well, there are actually places that uh, will convey you from place to place. Uh, sadly, though, no, no one's going to rent you <laughs> a horse. Uh, too many of those horses either end up dead or people not bringing them back. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah. I should be we to establish something by now to say, yeah, we'll bring them. We have, but we can bring them back in there. We had a bit of time here. Uh, worst case is we'll just sort of ferry you out. We'll just grab a coach for the day then and travel you that way rather than horses. <laughs> then we can just sort of hire one of these guys to sort of lead the way and they can just drive while we do it. 
it's a shame we don't have our, our full complement of people today. This, this session was basically going to be for you guys to figure out how you wanted to run your company, uh, what share of loot you guys want to distribute amongst, you know, who gets to pick magic items, talking about stuff like that, checking out your building. Again, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an older house. It's somewhat disrepair, but it is your, uh, it's your home here in Specularum and also your place of business. Uh, talking about what you might want to find for hirelings, um, you know, what, what type of jobs you want to fulfill, that sort of thing. Well, I'd like to have someone um, take a look at the house. Uh, and, and I don't know, maybe our, uh, maybe Darby can help us with this. I'd like to have someone look at it and see what we need to do uh, to repair it. I mean, you said if it's a little disrepair, we'll be interested in improving it. I mean, if it's our place of business too, we definitely want it to look decent. You know, when people come by, we want to have a... Sure. Uh, as I said, you do have a, a craftsman that you attracted early on that's doing some uh, cosmetic repair to the outside to make it look uh, not so run down. Uh, he tells you, yeah, the place has got good bones. I need a fresh coat of paint here, some uh, some more mud and wall built up here, and... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, did you know your basement there? Uh, your basement there used to have another entrance. I think this is as he's going over the house with you one day, uh, just kind of scratching out some things he, he would like to do to expand. And uh, he points to uh, an area of the basement floor. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's new construction on top of there. There probably used to be a sub-basement or something else below there. Huh. Interesting to find out what else you might have. Uh, you guys actually do have the deed to the property. Like, it was just full out and given to you. So you actually own this place. Okay. I'd, I'd be interested in finding out what uh, what we've got here. Yeah, if there's something under us, I'd like to know. I agree. I agree. It's very interesting. Well, and if there's something buried there, we want to get it out. I, I'm, you know, that's just... That seems like the kind of thing that, uh, you know, if we just ignore it, it could turn out to be something bad. We want to find out what's there. Now that you know, like, pointed like, out. Like uh, Galen said, I mean, it's bound to be haunted somehow. Why else would you just be given a house, you know? <laughs> hey, if we had an edit, that would be haunted too. It's the way these things are. Uh, so, uh, so your dwarf there, uh, now that the area is pointed out to you, you can definitely see that the stonework is, uh, newer, uh, than the surrounding. You missed it the first time because you weren't really expecting any of this. Uh, I tell you what, so what I would like you to do is make me an intelligence check. So you want to roll, make a D20 roll and you want to have it come out equal to or less than your intelligence. The higher it is, but still under your intelligence, the better. Okay. You, you can roll that off your sheet if you've got that set up. If you don't, don't worry about it. Was this just Darby or all of us? I have seven. All of you can. Uh, the dwarf will have a better sense of stonework, though. Intelligence, she says. There. Okay, I rolled a, I rolled a 13. I've got an 18 intelligence. Wow. Okay. How about anyone else? Uh, everybody else fail. I, I rolled a 17. Out of what? What is your intelligence? Seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
we know we know why he didn't make it as a stonemason here in Specularum, perhaps. <laughs> why he's looking for a new trade. Yeah. Something less precise. Uh, all right, Radnar. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of uh, pace it out. And, yeah, it does look like somebody uh, put in uh, a plug that's yeah, it's basically it's a four-foot square here on the uh, the floor of your basement. Looks like it uh, it's it's a it's a hardened clay, so it can it can be chipped away. It's not the same stone that is uh, the rest of the place is made out of. This is much softer material. It can be chipped out or broken out a lot easier. All right. What do we think, guys? Do we want to uncover this? See what's down here. Most definitely. Do you want me to to break it or to dig in it? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you see what you can find out there? You grab a few laborers, a few pickaxes, and, you know, within half an hour or so, you've made short work of it. Uh, you have uh, broken out all the clay that's been hardened down. And, uh, yeah, what you're looking at is uh, looks like a sealed uh, double door. Uh, there's actually a glyph that is etched onto the outside. No, oh, it's not ominous. Hey, is player four supposed to be Radnar in roll 20? So I don't think I've put myself in here yet. If you want to grab it, grab it. Yeah, if you want to grab All it, right. go ahead. Uh, it should be that. accessible to you. You just rename it and put in your sheet. Bird just added a lot of blank sheets for people to use as they need and grab. All right. I'm going to go off the uh, same role that you guys had. Let's call it a role for the scene. So uh, Radnar is the one. You're, you're tracing with your fingers, kind of looking at the glyph. Um, and it is a seal. Um, you know, this is... Uh, you've seen it before. This kind of thing is... It's more superstition than actual magic. Uh, but it was placed here because someone felt that uh, whatever is beyond this door needed to be sealed in something uh, that was seen as... Uh, not necessarily evil, but something uh, unfortunate or would cause misfortune to uh, the inhabitant of the house. Again, it's more, it's like more cultural superstition than actual magic. It's not, you know, it's not magically sealed. It's just you know, like people cross themselves against the evil eye sort of thing. You know, that's kind of what you see it as. Do do I understand the language? Well, uh, Radnar can relate it. He's the only one that kind of uh, picked out what it was. So <laughs> however you want to explain that, Radnar, you go right ahead. Well, it looks like we, we chipped this out. There's a sub-basement or something under it. It wouldn't be too hard to... to, to get up. I'm, I'm assuming they... Um, Fairly new construction, from what I can tell. The plug was new construction. The doors here and everything below it, you're probably thinking, was originally part of the the first house that stood here. 
of which you know right. the the new house, the house that you're in, was built on its foundations. Do any of the laborers know what this of this 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 thing is? Though whether this that whether it was worked out to put stuff in here in the first place. Uh, you know, one of the laborers does recognize it. He's a, he's a native. Uh, he's not one of the Thaiations that have come over. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, my grandmother used to talk about this. Uh, there used to, uh, there used to be, uh, oh, nature spirits. Uh, we called them fetch that, uh, would, if you built your house on an unlucky spot, like an old grave or, uh, a place that had some significance in the past, uh, like a grove, a uh, druid grove, something like that, it, it would attract a spirit that would cause mischief in the house. And to stop it, they would they would often carve these symbols into uh, a plaque or a, a bit of clay and seal it over uh, the, the room or the house that was causing a problem. I haven't seen those in, in years, though. It kind of got out of favor. Well, one, nature's perfectly fine. Uh, but two, yeah, fetters can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Well, sir, you know, nature is all fine out there in nature, but you don't want nature in your house. It's all untidy and, and dirty. I look around the mess we've made of the basement digging this out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nature. Does it look uh, strong, solid? Uh, no, the stone actually looks uh, fairly crumbling, especially after you guys were going at the uh, the clay above it with pickaxes. Uh, it's slightly damaged now. Uh, it doesn't look strong at all. A couple of good whacks, you think you just bust right through those uh, doors. So what would be on the other side? Is that, is that actually another layer down, or is it tough? Is it going off one of the directions? Uh, it appears to be straight down as it's flat to the ground. How far are we above sea level at this point? Where our house is? Well, uh, considering that there's uh, there's an ocean right over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but if you guys are looking at the map, the elevation actually starts at... Uh, it's it's uh, you can kind of see it from this landmass down to the south, but it actually rises in elevation um, from the docks going up. So all of the new city is almost like on a hill. Um, and you guys are midway in old city, about right there on the ping map. Um, and so you guys are on, you are, a, you are a fair amount above sea level. Like, so there, there could be uh, an extensive area below this house. Well, it's just that it's never bothered me. It'd be good to have one around the place, actually. Reminds me of home. Are you interested in going forward to see what's what's behind those doors? Yes, we should plumb the depths of this.
Ragnar, what do you think? Let's do it. The busting open the doors. Uh, I'd say it's rather more carefully doing it rather than smashing it up to try and not just destroy the glyph straight off. You, you kind of have to destroy the glyph to open the doors because the glyph kind of covers the seam between the two. It's mm. a set of double doors. It's actually made out of petrified wood, you know, wood that's turned to stone uh, through long exposure to elements and time. If we could at least reduce damage to the glyph as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could have uh, get some help from your workers and try just to remove the whole set of doors, keeping the glyph in the middle intact. You can try that. Yeah, I'm always in favor of not destroying religious symbols straight up. That's right, wiser, right. yeah. All right, let me roll for your laborers here. Oh, oh. Yeah, uh, you wanted this in two pieces, right? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's still, uh, it's, they still did a better job than you just hauling off and uh, you know, br- breaking through the door. Uh, but the glyph did get somewhat, uh, somewhat damaged in that. Yeah, it's did the best we could. I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm saying, oh, if this isn't perfect, everyone's going to die or anything. It's just like, wince is the most, is the, is the reaction you're probably going to get. It's a wince. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a wince. Uh, yeah, about half an hour of time and some rope and pulleys, they're able to, to pull it out of place. Uh, the doors are fairly heavy, being uh, this, this petrified wood, essentially rock, uh, a good half a foot thick. So after you've uncovered it, uh, what you're seeing is a, you know, you're, you, Pull out a lantern, uh, looking down. So there is a there is a drop, and there is a cavern down there. Uh, there's actually uh, what looks like rungs of an old iron ladder uh, that descend down. Uh, ladder looks pretty rickety, uh, pretty rusty. You do have the scent of um, there must be airflow down there because it doesn't feel like old air coming out, but it does smell uh, faintly of the sea. Uh, so, like, there there must be some uh, some water down there as well. Although you can see the bottom uh, is dry. Huh. Okay. So we can't see the bottom? Uh, not completely, no. It goes down a fair amount. Well, that's good. we've got InfraVision 60 feet. So we can see... The 60 some... feet will show you the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a rock floor. Yeah. Uh, Passage leaving off, but yeah, it, it goes down several feet. I will go down. I will go to see what we'll find. Okay, uh, I tell you what, make me a dex check. <laughs> Did describe it as rickety iron. <laughs> Oh, nice. You succeeded. Okay. So you get about halfway and you feel the iron starting tearing away from the uh, the rock side. Uh, it has become too brittle to hold your weight. Um, you kind of feel it giving way beneath you. And so you kind of hurry to the bottom. Uh, so you make it to the bottom, 
but the ladder now is uh, from the, about the midpoint down has been torn off the wall. It's no longer useful uh, for the next people to come down or for you to get out. But you are safely to the bottom of the chamber. Uh, you look around, and it looks like there is a uh, a passage leading off south, um, away from the house, be in the direction of uh, the harbors. Okay. First step, rope. So you, you grab rope, some rope. Get some rope, secure it up, so you can drop it down, so we've got a way in up and down. Okay. Just see anything, Darby? I see a corridor going south. And there's not much, much, not much other things. Uh, being a dwarf and uh, knowing your stonework, you can also say that it's a natural, uh, it's a natural tunnel. Uh, so this was not carved. This was not man-made. It's a natural tunnel down here. I tell the others. That is, it's a natural, uh, it's a natural t- tunnel. And, and does, just, uh, does it go north? No, only south. south? Go south. Yep. Okay. Uh, another note on infravision. Uh, while it is very useful uh, when yeah. delving underground, infravision cannot show you things like variation in color. It cannot. You cannot read with infravision. If something is written or painted <laughs> or etched into a wall, you will not see it. We'll be taking torches and stuff. It's just yeah, infravision just yep, means just also, pointing it out. Just okay, you can see that there's a cross there and it goes some direction as opposed to, I look around blindly. <laughs> yeah. I have to see the guy standing in the cross just 10 feet away. All right, so you gather some gear, torches, lanterns, yep. ropes, that sort of thing. Is anyone yeah. actually armed? <laughs> I, I suspect we're all probably will be. At least I'm yeah. planning on being armed. Oh uh, no, we no, we have no idea what's in the basement. I'm I'm going to leave all my weapons upstairs. <laughs> At the moment, I'm thinking it's uh, one of the um, uh, uh, smuggler thingies. Yeah, I'll br- I'll bring my my sword as well. Yes, I, I was kidding, by the way. I have my weapons with me. My 12 daggers are are stowed about my person. Yep. Okay, so everyone's coming down. All right, so the natural uh, cavern leading off to the south, it, it's, it's wide enough that only one of you can walk uh, side by side, but it is fairly tall, and none of you need to stoop over. Randall possibly needs to turn sideways a bit. And all of you can definitely <laughs> smell. Uh, you can smell the sea. You can smell the sea down here. I mean, the, it doesn't feel particularly damp. Uh, like the walls are not wet, but you can definitely smell the sea. Do we hear something? Uh, other than your employees. Uh, <laughs> Working on that door up there, not really. Don't really hear anything. Okay. 
what do you think if I take the lead to explore this tunnel? I can't see anything, so I'm good with that. I, I, uh, I'll have a, a a lantern with me unless they tell me not to, because I can't see in the dark. Sure. You want to bring up the rear with your lantern then? Yep. Your lead person can just get 30 feet out of way, and so it won't interfere with his improvision. Sounds good. Yeah. And we'll see if, if there's I something on the walls. The, uh, squishy magic user goes in the middle. <laughs> All right. So Radar, uh, one thing you notice once you uh, you're you're lighting your lantern and before you put the hood on, is that there is a slight breeze down this way. Uh, so like uh, this this is not a sealed ca- uh, cavern. Uh, there is airflow coming in. Uh-huh. I wonder when where it leads. All right, so you head off. Um, it starts sloping down almost immediately. As you head into uh, the cavern, um, you go maybe 100, 120 feet or so, and uh, it opens up into a much larger complex. Uh, you're seeing, you know, stalactites, stalagmites uh, hanging down. This is a natural cave. Uh, and here's where you're smelling the, the salt water. There seems to be a pool uh, of water that has uh, in the center of this cavern. You also uh, are noticing that there are lots of bits of bone, like right around the edges of where this, uh, the seawater is, is pooled here. Femurs, uh, skulls. Uh, animal or humanoid? Humanoid. Hmm. This ain't the work of features. Do do we see an exit at, uh, in this room? It's a pretty large room. Uh, if you want to take some time to explore uh, all the options here, you can uh, see if there is another exit. But so far, you just see it's it's a roughly a round room with a pool of water in the center. Okay, uh, I'll. S- I'll stay away from the pool and I I go by the walls to see if if there there is uh another exit or maybe uh some secret passage. Sure. Uh roll me a D six. Anyone else that is uh trying to observe the room do the same. Yeah, we're all observing, I suspect. Ooh. I've got it too. Dwarf and elf uh, notice. Okay, so um, what you guys notice is that, uh, yeah, it's 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 not a perfectly sealed uh, cavern down here. There's definitely air coming through small fissures and cracks. You're neither of you are finding uh, like any other passages out. Um, 
you're seeing lots of, uh, again, these cracks and fissures where you're feeling air kind mm. of flow through, uh, but nothing that's big enough for uh, anyone, even dwarven size, to pass through. Uh, with the one, I'm going to say you happen to glance over at the pool every now and then, perhaps making sure that uh, nothing nothing threatening is coming from it. And you do notice that it, there's wave formation on it. So, like, this is deep. This is a deep pool of water. Given that you're smelling salt water from it, it probably connects to the sea outside. Or beyond the wall, I should say. Yes, I suspected as much from the fact that we were smelling sea salt. I want to examine the skulls and stuff to see if it's been like whacked on the head type things. We whacked on the head, or does it just look like? Good thought, and I'm going to use the same rolls for the scene. So with that one that you rolled. Uh, actually, the skulls and a lot of the bones are not that old, and they've been gnawed upon. Like you're seeing, definitely grooves uh, in the bones, fissures in the bones, where something's like been gnawing on it and cracking the bone, sucking the marrow. Hmm. Someone's been feeding here, boys. Uh, most likely coming from the sea and bringing things grabbing things from here. Possibly from up the passageway, grabbing things, bringing them down here to eat before taking off into the sea again. Leading them to think fetches were involved. Always blaming fetches. What kind of sea creature could go could come here? I don't have... I, I, I know the woods. You want to go to the woods? I can tell you about woods. See? I've seen things eating things around the uh, lakes and stuff in the woods, but I don't know what's in the sea. <laughs> what's Radnar doing during all this? I'm uh, observing and staying in the rear. Yeah, I'm, I'm admittedly. I've, if you want to say I'm near the near the edge of the pool, obviously I've been examining this stuff. So if it puts me in danger, then it puts me in danger. <laughs> um. So I'll see this. Did you roll a d6 for Radnar? I did. I rolled a four. Okay. I'll give you this since you're carrying the light source down here, um, and this is not something that really be picked up on infravision. So you raise the light source high, and you're kind of looking around the room as everyone else is exploring the the further reaches. And you notice that there's a, there's some things that are catching your light on the floor around uh, the the body of water. It's actually scattered all over the care uh, the cavern. Uh, just there's some things laying here and there that seem to catch and reflect the light. Is one of them a body of a thief? I will point those out. Hey guys, check that out. <laughs> Radnar not moving from the rear. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, what he's bringing your attention to are there are fairly large scales. Um, <laughs> large enough, like uh, about the size of your your, your thumb there, dwarf. Um, 
looks like they've been shed over time and very iridescent to catch the light, uh, breaking it into all kinds of colors. But the, yeah, there are a lot of scales just laying around this, this room. Some are old enough that uh, they've lost a lot of the brilliance. Some of them seem to be newer. Uh, looks like actually uh, you can tell this from your, your nature lore there. Um, Galen, uh, that uh, some creature or creatures ha- rub themselves against the stone here uh, to help shed scale. Or maybe it's some kind of giant snake? <laughs> or uh, amphibious fish? Yeah, I've heard some sort of tale of mer people, but I don't know if they do anything like this. You actually rolled pretty good on your uh, perceiving check there. Uh, looking around, uh, your idea that like a, a large serpent or something like that may not be far from the from what your might be al- reality. Uh, you're because you're looking at it, it seems like whatever the creature is that's been rubbing against the stones. Uh, has been doing it for some time because the stones have actually been rubbed smooth in locations. Ooh, wow. And uh, it's it's a fairly large thing, whatever it is. Well, I'm sure it'll never bother us. <laughs> <laughs> so no exit? No exit that you're seeing. Again, there's a lot of cracks and fissures that are letting air in, but none of them are like larger than what you can shove your hand in, and that's about as wide as it gets. Yeah, given unless there's scales and stuff around the holes, I'm thinking it's pretty much coming to and from the water. It's not here at the moment, so it's a good thing. Though it has been here recently, the the the, the bodies here aren't that old. So it may still be around, coming back at some point. Now that I know the scales and stuff, does it seem to be there's any sign of rubbing and the scales going up the passage? Um, yeah, actually, yeah. You can ask Radnar to turn, turn around, shine his light in that direction. And uh, yeah, you actually do see some of the scales embedded on the walls of the tunnel. There you go. Claiming the features. It's the freaking snakes. <sighs> we can't tell anything about, we can't tell what exactly this creature is by looking at the scales or anything. Well, the only person that has any kind of real nature lore amongst you is it's woodland lore, lore, uh, not not so much seamanship. Uh, so yeah, I would say no. Yeah, that's why I've been thinking that way. I just sort of say, I maybe know about snakes. You find snakes in the woods, but that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> Anything else I'm guessing? Yeah, at least you have to have some sort uh, of sea depth here, there, Red North. I don't think we have the knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I'd let you have a just a generalized uh, intelligence tech, Radnar, since you are a scholar. You might have run across something. It's not really anything in your background, though. But yeah, I'd let you have a check. Uh, you just need to get really high, but still under your intelligence. Say 
10 or more, but still under your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Yeah, good mm-hmm. roll, but yeah. uh, no, no, I mean, you, you do know that there are, uh, there are many sea creatures, sea serpents, etc., that uh, would possibly leave behind scales like this, but no direct knowledge of anything. Yeah. If a creature was attacking anything, people that would fall into our realm of things we have to deal with that are threatening. Certainly. Right. Right. Uh, We can, I'm saying this out loud, we can try disturbing the pool and see if anything reacts. Perhaps throw some meat into it or something. Chum the water! Yeah, basically. And we want to see if our thief has turned up. He says, try to get the other PC involved. Oh, Jazz is here. Can we hear him, though? He sometimes has microphone problems. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, there you are. You're here now. Well, Jazz, uh, you've come downstairs after hearing a bunch of construction. Uh, You're in the city of Specularum. You've been here a few weeks. The Duke has seen fit to give you uh, basically a a storefront and house. And you've gotten the deed to, to run your new company out of. Uh, your friends have apparently, uh, for whatever reason you're not sure, have decided to unearth the, the basement. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, you hear them talking down there. All right. Do I catch up with them, or do you want me to uh, go? Oh, sure. We can my... say they left a rope hanging up here, and uh, it's a pretty, pretty. It's like a good twenty foot drop down into a cavern, and this is below your house. Uh, it looks like they excavated some of your basement floor and found a cavern. Uh, so you're walking up the passage. Uh, Radnar's got a lantern held up, and they're just kind of looking around. So make your interest, Jazz. Uh, hey, guys. You want to explain what the hell's going on? I went to bed, and when I woke up, there's a massive hole where the floor used to be. Yeah, well, there's something down here, and we figured it would be a good idea not to just leave it to chance. Don't want something nasty sneaking up on us. Oh, and by the way, this is a a new recruit, Darby. He's a dwarf, if you can't tell. Uh, Well met, Darby. Uh, What kind of thing are you talking about? It's what we're trying to find out. Yeah, well, in order to go through all that effort, uh, what is it? What is it we're talking here? Treasure? Are you looking for treasure? Yeah. Don't you see these scales? What we have is a creature that's attacking and killing people, which is the sort of thing that you sort of frowns upon and we should probably do something about, especially if it's going to be in our house and possibly attacking us. <laughs> You mean we've been sleeping over a giant creature all this time? Yeah. I'd rather not. Thank you very much. I mean, maybe he wants to join the company. Uh, we've been potentially talking about chumming the water somehow and seeing if they can extract it out. If we, we probably want to have a somewhat better plan than just see what happens. We may want to set some sort of trap up. I don't know about traps. I can do your traps. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, we'll set up a, a bit of a tourism industry to the outside the city. 
Wow. You, you knew about that already because you've been here a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must have a hell of a hangover because this is all news to me. But, uh, <laughs> all right, so. He's been out carousing in the bars to spend all that gold for XP. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll catch her up when we have a moment. But, yeah, if we want to set some kind of trap up and then maybe try and attract this creature and deal with it, that I'm sure that you could probably may even award us handsomely if that's the sort of thing you're desperate to get. Yeah, who's going to uh, repair repair the floor? There's nothing else that might feed us for all. I mean, isn't the property owner going to be uh, a bit worried about all the damage you've done to the floor? <laughs> we better we better find a creature. We're, we're the property owners. Oh, my God. So you bought a place and demolished it? Well, we were given a place and found that there was this pit underneath it. All right, then. So show me these scales. Let's see, uh, let's see what we're dealing with here. You see scales? Yeah, they're about the size of the tip of your thumb, so they're pretty big. Uh, some of them are very glossy. They, you know, they reflect right light quite a bit very uh, colorful some of them are dull and look older actually go ahead and roll me a d6 since you've just entered the room jazz this will be your just your general perception. there's also humanoid bodies around that aren't that aren't that old which means it's probably still around heating things yeah so, there, there yeah. are bones around uh, femurs skulls that sort of thing nice uh well i rolled a three i have a uh, well, that's it. Uh, D6? Yeah, three. Oh, well. So I'm guessing people are walking the streets at night and they're being snatched and taken down into the sewers or something and being eaten? Basically, I suspect something like that. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard anything much. So, uh, yeah, if we want to deal with this now rather than later, be a useful thing, but as in set up a proper trap rather than just waiting for it to come out. We don't really want to be attacked terribly much by a giant snake ourselves. Yeah. Uh, all right. Between the thief and me, I'm pretty sure we can set up a good trap. We could always um, tie the dwarf to a bit of rope and dangle him over the water. See if. I would not find it a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Never toss a dwarf. My money's on the dwarf. <laughs> there is an area. <laughs> but maybe with a 10-foot pole, we could... Uh, I think we, we, can, we can get some bit of meat or something from the butcher. That's not the problem. The problem is to set up some decent trap, uh, trap thing when it crops up. If and when it crops up. We know the most likely part that's going to take, which we can put some kind of knitting around to trap it, let alone sharp pointed bits to stab it. So we need a fisherman's net, a bit of raw meat, and some pointy sticks. Yeah, I don't know how much you want us to go into traps there, Bert, because we could try and develop something really nasty, but I don't know if it's worth going into any kind of that level versus, you know, we abstracted a way to we set up a trap. That's fine. Uh, I mean, you can set some of your send some of your laborers to go collect uh, these things. So you want like a big fisherman's net uh, and some bait. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> we'll say you do that. Uh, so is the idea is the bait is to lure it into the net or, or uh, how is this going to work? I think we're going to try and bring it to the surface and then drop the net on top of it, something like that. Oh, hopefully um, we, we can get a live animal better because it tends to be seeding to split the bones and then up on the shore. So if we can get it to come out and grab the animal, then when it's out of the water, that's a better time to try to capture it rather than when it's in the water and not with the net. So if we can lure it out. We could buy a little pig, tie the pig to a stake. Yeah, tie it to the stake on the... Says the nature one, let's sacrifice a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a goat, that's what we need, a goat. Call it Judas. <laughs> we could... Uh, I mean, we could we could stab the goat, and then the blood will go into the water, and then maybe bring. You can get sources of blood. That's not really the natural. But we want we want nice warm live blood, don't we? We don't want anything cold. And that can be had from the market as well. So yeah, it's not that much. Anyway, I'm I'm used to nature, red and tooth and claw, so it's not like I'm shying away from this. It's not the first time I've had to set a trap. All right, we've got an option. Uh, so let's say you do that. You've got a big fishing net set up to drop uh, in a particular area. Uh, you've got some chum to put in the water to scent the water. Uh, any other precautions you're making? We're going to have pointy sticks at the ready, I guess. I'm going to have one of my scrolls out. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, duh. No, hey, uh, we might need some more light down here so we can see. We'll probably have a useful thing. <laughs> yeah, some lanterns. Maybe I'll nip back upstairs and get my crossbow at the ready. Nah, I pick up my short bow as well. All right, well, let's say you set all this up. Uh, you sent the water with some fresh blood. You're all uh, set up and waiting. Uh, several hours go by, and that's the uh, problem. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, nothing seems to happen. Uh, so, you know, some of you uh, probably getting a bit tired by now, a bit hungry by now. Uh, what are you going to do? Maybe we'll say you wait a good five hours after scenting the water, and nothing seems to happen. Um, what what time of the day is it now? Above ground? Where we? Are? Um. We'll say late afternoon. I mean, it could be a nocturnal creature. We could be wasting our time. Uh, <laughs> we could also only feed once every couple of days or so, if not more infrequently. We have no idea. What if we pay one of our servants to wait down here for it to come out and then to yell up and we'll just run down and get it when it comes out? We know the servant's going to die right if you do that. Uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what might be a bit more useful is if we go and talk to people around here and see if there is actually a pattern of people, if there are people going disappearing and if there's a pattern and stuff like that. She gets some intel on the, what's happening. That's a good idea. Well, let's have a look at the bones. That does mean visiting the pub, okay? Just so we have what kind of bones are they, though? You said they're uh, human bones? Humanoid. So some of them are human. Uh, some of them uh, look to be other, uh, maybe orc, maybe goblin. Uh, there's a mix, uh, and they have they span age. So some of them are recent, uh, at probably you know last few years or months, and some of them look like they're much older. The bones are much more brittle, much more aged. 
you can gather that this is uh, this, whatever the creature is. This is its den, and it's made its home here for a long time. But do the bones look like it, it's just small goblins or children, or does it seem to go for larger creatures? Any preference with man-sized, man-sized creatures, including men? <laughs> hmm. Ah. Any um. Anything else left amongst the bones? Any possessions or anything? <laughs> uh, nice thought, uh, but no, it's it's mostly just the bones, and then like it's not even whole skeletons that you're seeing. You're seeing like uh, like uh, the skull. You're seeing a femur here and there, arm bone here and there. Like you're not seeing intact full skeletons. But no clothes are identifying nothing. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing. Actually, are you handling the skeletons? Yeah, I don't mind rummaging, rummaging around. Uh, some of the it. fresher, newer-looking ones have kind of like a, a coating of slime on them. Like your hand comes back kind of sticky and with some kind of viscous, snot-like stuff all over it. Uh, I, I smell it. Uh, well, it doesn't smell good. It smells like the rear end of any number of creatures. <laughs> so it looks like these they were ingested and then spat out or something afterwards? Yeah, well, yeah, snakes tend to do that. They tend to they're in a digest for a while in their mouth. And then they... Anyway, I'm doing, I know about snakes. Snakes are not exactly huge. Sea serpents here, but snakes in general tend to do that sort of thing. If this is sort of similar and that's not too shocking. You guys are convinced it's a giant snake? That's the current hypothesis. Given I mean, that I, I, don't, don't, I don't... Unless you have to know about sea creatures or anything? No, but I'd, I'd hate to go down with a pointy stick expecting a snake and something else with scales, like a dragon or something comes up. Well, we did see scales. Yeah, we've got the scales. Could be, could be. Definitely got scales. All right. Uh, that, that is something to note, that uh, they are individual scales and not like snake skin. Like when a snake sheds, uh, it sheds an entire skin. These are scales. So, yeah, so I don't know if it is a snake. It could be something else, and we might be in for a nasty surprise. Well, so far it's completely felt to turn up, so we could go and just try and get some more uh, intelligence. Yeah, I'd like to know who the, like, if we could find someone who's gone missing recently, like what area of town did they go missing from, what time of the day? Like if people well, yeah, Another coming... thing we could try is just actually pushing the animal water and getting that sort of motion of an actual creature, see if that actually does anything more than just putting blood in the water. So if the actual motion attracts it. I think this creature is taking people from another part of the town and bringing them here to eat them. I don't think... So do you want to pull like, back from here? I, I think yeah. I think there could be a pattern to, like, people are going missing from somewhere and we need to find out where they're going missing from. Maybe we could get that information. Talk to somebody at the City Watch or something? Yeah, or even... Pubs or whatever you... Sort of local gossip. 
Yeah. Go to the tavern for the local gossip. Roll a d20. I think some people will know if we go to a bar and some people will know, they will know someone or someone who knows someone who's gone missing and they might give us some information. This is near, this is near the sea, possibly more near the docks they've been taken from as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where we are because we travelled a bit underground. I don't do well underground. <sighs> no, me neither. I, I, I think, yeah, I like that. Let's go back to an area where people have gone missing and question the locals, ply them with some ale, see what we can get. All right. Well, the, uh, the area where your, um, your meeting house, uh, no, we do is... not leave the hole open and I'm going to, that was the next guard. question. I'm just about to put that in. The... <laughs> well, the, not... the doors, the doors were mostly intact. They did manage to get most of it up without, uh, damaging it. And, you know, it's on rope and pulleys, so they could just drop it right back in. I think for the moment, that's probably the easiest thing to do. At least, and then also have someone on guard just in case they hear anything, so they can give some warning and get people away. Okay, well, yeah, you do that. Um, let's see here. Okay, yeah, they're able to. Uh, <laughs> it cracks a bit more, uh, but it still seems to be intact. <laughs> Yeah, you don't think that's going to be uh, the case for too much more of this. So you, you figure maybe once or twice more, are you going to be able to move that door and leave it intact? Well, if we can deal with the creature, then it becomes this one. <laughs> and we'll have a secret smuggling area. <laughs> so the local pub, uh, again, you guys are in Old Town, um, which is the you know this is the original town before the Duke started building up all the newer properties. You have a local watering hole called the Cockatrice. Uh, it's actually got decent food. You guys have probably been getting most of your meals from there uh, recently. So, uh, who's asking, and what are you asking? This is uh, getting on towards early evening, so you know it's full of people just getting off of uh, uh, off of work from the wharfs. Uh, lots of people that work ships and do fishing are coming in, uh, starting their nights drinking and eating. Uh, we could split up. Everyone pick a table or just ask the locals. Is there a game of anything going on? Anyone playing darts or cards or anything we could join in to get a bit of conversation? There's, uh, there's some tile games going on, uh, especially amongst sailors. Uh, tile games are, are pretty common. Uh, I might uh, join. Well, I might ask if I can join in a game. With this, I'll stand on the outer edge with a beer in my hand and look for an opportune moment to join a game. Yeah, so here's what I'll do. Uh, each of you guys can take different tacks. You can choose either uh, charisma uh, or wisdom uh, as your as your basic stat. And charisma means you're you're spending time schmoozing around, you know, maybe buying drinks, maybe playing some games, and just kind of uh, you know working in your questions here and there. Uh, wisdom could be you're just listening to local gossip and maybe um, maybe dropping a few words here and there just to get conversation starting in a direction you'd like. Uh, so whatever tact you're using, go ahead and make those rolls. So you can either choose wisdom or charisma. And then after everybody makes the rolls, I'll just take you one at a time and see what, what happens for you here. 
even though my wisdom is far higher than my charisma, I'm actually going to go with attack of any of you bastards being taken missing recently. <laughs> I.e. charisma. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, go ahead and everybody roll, and I'll just uh, I'll take the last roll and work my way up. Wow! I'm, use, I'm using charisma. I got uh, 12 plus 1, 13. I, I, you cut off there, so you you rolled a what? Uh, I got a twelve, Jasper. and I get a, a plus one, thirteen total. Okay, so you're you're trying to roll under your charisma on a d twenty, and the higher the better, but still under or equal to. So what is your charisma? Uh, uh, Christmas fifteen. Evidently, okay. I'm trying to keep up with jazz at the bar, and it's affecting my ability to gather information. <laughs> so you fail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jazz, uh, so you're wanting to know about people that have gone missing, is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to, and I'll be at the bar, I mean, at the game, and I'll just be like, so what's happening? I heard rumors that uh, people are going missing, and someone said something about uh, a scaly creature. Okay, well then, uh, what you get with that line of questioning is like, sailor, yeah, sailors go missing all the time. It's uh, the biggest trade here in the city. Uh, Bring in fresh catch all the time. There are there are things that live in the deep that will leave a family without uh, without their fathers, without their husbands. Happens quite often that we lose good sailors. Anything happening here in the port in the town? Oh, the town itself is pretty safe. Uh, I mean, there's some accidents at the wharf sometimes. Uh, sometimes people go missing when they don't pay their debts. Uh, I know that. I know that feeling. Yeah. So what you get out is uh, that. Yeah. I mean, fishermen do go missing. It's actually uh, quite common, and uh, it's either it's either chalked up to weather, or you know, everyone knows that there are things out in the ocean uh, that that find sailors particularly uh, <laughs> tasty. Uh, it is. It's been going on since there were, were sailors here, so it's just something they live with. It's. Uh, it is a very dangerous trade. I'll say. Uh, have any of you? Uh, have any of you guys seen anything yourself, or lost any friends recently? Yeah, one guy relays that uh, yeah, I saw. I saw a giant turtle once. I, I thought. Uh, I thought an island was being raised up out of the water beneath my ship. I look down, and there's this landmass below me, coral and and rock. I thought it, I thought I'd beast myself somehow. I'd, I'd been drinking a little bit that day, but not too much. And I go out and I step foot on it, and sure enough, this this big, big lizard-like head just turned around to gaze at me. And how did you get out of that situation? I smacked it between the eyes and jumped back on my ship. So I'm guessing this guy's uh, <laughs> not exactly telling the truth. It sounds like a bit of a brag, uh, but you also get the idea from his description that he did see something. Part of that might have been true. I'll say, any people here uh, lost any friends recently in the town? Or heard any stories about something that could be taking people from from here? 
Uh, so again, you've gotten in with a group of, of fishermen, and uh, yeah, I mean, some people have gone uh, have gone missing. Uh, mostly, it's from it's not from the town; it's actually from the ocean. They're out, uh, they're fishing, uh, they don't come back. Some people find their boats uh, that eventually make its way back to the harbor by the tides. Um, sometimes there is evidence of struggle. Uh, some people swear that there are fishmen out there. Like there's a big fishman city just just right off the the coastline there. Some people swear to that. Well, that's what you're getting, uh, Radnar. Uh, you're drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Anybody seen a big fucking dragon hanging out? I think it's a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you you just got in with a bunch of people that are telling tall tales at this point. And you're, you know, maybe you started buying them drinks, but now you you've gone a little too far off the end yourself, and so you're you're quite drunk. Uh, how'd you do, Jeff? Uh, Ten out of twelve. Uh, okay, uh, wisdom check actually. So you actually hear uh, some rumors going around uh, that there that there is actually uh, a slavery ring. Uh, in the area that are that are you know well stealing people, uh, selling them as slaves and other duchies, uh, you hear a name dropped called the Iron Ring. Uh, it is a group of people that apparently are engaging in slavery. So this is a thing; people are being taken off the streets, at least according to these rumors. Um, but it's being attributed to a gang of people that are selling them off uh, to other duchies, other places. Well, kind of. Interesting, but freaky. And uh, so, Jameis, your character. So you rolled a three out of nine. So, uh, you know, a three is a a success. success. Right, but it's a really low success. So, And you're rolling it off charisma. So what is the tact? What are you you trying to to bring out in conversation? Interview people here from people going missing from the town, you know, men. Orcs, hobgoblins, all sorts of different people just going missing. Town ain't got no orcs or hobgoblins in it. Um, yeah, so there, there's a uh, that's one of the things that uh, the Duke prides himself on, and uh, what a lot of the locals are is that they're, they're pushing back the hordes of the orcs and, and goblins and gnolls. You know, they're they're claiming the territories finally uh, for the more uh, intelligent species in the area. Um, so that, that probably sets off a few fights. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is a well-known thing. Uh, people do go missing here, around here. Uh, you hear at least one or two people talking about a group of slavers uh, that are working in the area. Uh, I, I'll give you a little bit more since someone else already uncovered that information. Uh, so, yeah, the word Iron Ring, or the, the group is calling themselves Iron Ring, but there's rumors that they're actually working out of... Uh, the uh, Black Eagle duchy that's uh, close to King's or uh, Duke Stefan's area. It's actually it's he's uh, the Black Eagle duchy is actually one of Duke Stefan's um, kin. Uh, not very close, but uh, came at the same time that Duke Stefan did. They they are in you know good terms with another another, but the people that live in that duchy don't seem as well thought of. It's not as well thought of as uh, King or Duke Stefan's area is. Duke Stefan is, for the most part, um, allows people to continue doing as they always did. Uh, he asks for 
uh, a small tithe, but he actually uses that money to improve things like building roads between cities, you know, so he's actually seen as being a good ruler and good for the area. Whereas uh, his cousin to the east is not seen as being as uh, as useful to the community. So the rumor is that these these uh, slavers are working out of that duchy. Hmm. But you're not picking up anything about people being abducted by scaly creatures from the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shall we all reconvene back at the bar and share the information we've learned? That's a good idea. Let's go to the bar. I don't think you ever left the bar. Bradner's uh, relating the tale of uh, of fighting off the undead single-handedly by sitting on them. (laughs) They, They saw me and started running. Well, I didn't really find anything. I had a bunch of sailors telling me sailor-type stories. Uh, unfortunately, nothing of much help. I heard that there weren't any sort of orcs and stuff around here, so if those are orc bones, then get them from somewhere else. <sighs> I heard that there is a there. there are slavers in the area that abduct people and sell them. People are missing, but what's the link with our cave? I oh. don't know. Those slavers. I heard the, the, the slavers are actually operating out of the um, other duchy over that way. Here. Which is really odd if the creature is getting its meals from over there and then coming all the way over here and get rid of it for its den. That's really unusual, actually. I mean, the only people who've gone missing are people who are rumored to be sold into slavery, and the slavers want to keep them alive. That's how they make their money. So I'm, I'm confused. I'm going to have another beer. Yeah. Aside from, well, I've seen a few slavers, and some of them are for the, the people too much trouble. Just throw them out, as it were. Yeah, how did all these bones end up underneath our house? This is <laughs> this is what I need to know. I'm, I'm assuming it's being a snake-like creature that it sort of it engulfs the treat, it engulfs the person slash meal. It digests them around and it comes back to its den and just sort of throws them up to get rid of the stuff it can't dissolve. Hence the slime that you found. At least that's, that's the way snakes work, whether not this is a snake or not, but that's going by what I do know. I was hoping some people would say their brother went out to the bar one night and he never came back and he's missing, but I haven't managed to get any of those stories. Maybe we could ask scholars to tell us about the animals that are living in the sea. Could there be like a, a myth, a local urban legend about a scaly creature that preys on people we could find out? I would have thought the sailors would have told you that if there was one. Yeah, I mean, they did tell you some of the things like uh, they, they definitely know that there are things in the ocean. Uh, they told you that uh, some people believe that there's a colony of fishmen 
that live just off the coast. Listen, guys, don't worry about it. I'll take care of everything. Maybe tomorrow we could uh, go and look at, at, at this colony of fishmen. Uh, I can't remember if they told me the fishmen are friendly or not. <laughs> Actually, they didn't say. Um, from what you're gathering, no one's ever seen them directly. It's just a rumor that uh, this exists. And, you know, a friend of a friend said they encountered it. Could this creature be somehow related to the fishmen? A pet run amok? Uh, as you say, tomorrow, we could actually be an idea to go talk. So I'm sure the Duke has got people on retainer that actually knows about this sort of thing, so they might know about what this thing might be. I think we'll uh, we'll end the session there with you guys finishing up your drinks at the bar and Radnar regaling everybody with his stories of bravery. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, you do have some physical evidence of whatever it is. You have scales uh, there. You know, there, this is a large city. Certainly, you might be able to track down someone that could tell you exactly what it came from. Yeah. That would be a good idea. We need to uh, take some scales to. Did we bring any of these scales with us? If not, we need to go back and get some. And we can take them to some. Sure, whatever. Yeah, several people picked up some, so yeah, I'm sure you've got a handful of them amongst you. All right, I think that would be our next move: find seeing some kind of scholar or someone who could look at the scales. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll close the scene there, and you guys discussing things at the bar. Um, so to bring you up to what's going on, Jazz. Um, you guys have been giving a writ uh, by Duke Stefan to form your own company. So that means that you don't have to answer to a caravan leader anymore. You don't have to have a Duke's tax man with you. Uh, but you are given his, uh, his name to be able to go through, map out the wilderness, map out his territories, explore, uh, find out about any threats to the populace, that sort of thing. You are expected to build your company. Um, which means eventually you're going to have to get somebody that is good at cartography uh, to be able to make maps for you. You're going to need people to uh, you know, run your caravan, feed your animals, that sort of thing. So you're slowly building. All right, nice. And people were thinking of ways to bring in some income to be able to do this with. So the Duke, uh, you know, you don't get any money to, to do this. You're just given his writ to, that you have his authority to do things. And of course, you do you do draw a paycheck from uh, the Duke, uh, which is enough to basically cover your living expenses, but not much more. And you are deeded this house that uh, <laughs> you now have uh, have a slight problem with. <laughs> yeah, we just, so we should yeah. see who owned the house before we talk to them as well. Yeah, it's an idea too. Uh, the people that used to live in this house beforehand, because it is in the old quarter, so it was. Uh, one of the native families probably lived here for quite a while before uh, they sold and moved or could be still in the area. Hard to tell. But something to pick up next time with. Uh, guys, we're going to be doing some uh, city-based uh, role-playing here for the, the next little bit of a story arc. Uh, this is just kind of... This episode was meant to just for, hopefully, to, to figure out what direction you're going with building up your company. Uh, because a lot of the NPCs you're going to hire will be your 
your backup characters, right? So if anyone dies, you, you will have a reason to have other backup characters nearby, that sort of thing. Uh, also having a discussion about how you're going to split um, <laughs> treasure, money, and stuff like that you find because you know, you're going to have to funnel some of that into your company as a whole so that you can better provision yourselves and that sort of thing. Uh, but that would probably be a discussion best had with everybody, uh, all of our players together. And you feel free to use the board to talk about it too, or the Discord channel. I mean, you guys can just uh, throw ideas out there as well. Anyway, um, kind of a, a slow, uh, slow evening. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I started working day shifts this week, and I'm just exhausted. But hopefully, that was a good introduction to you, Jeff. Um, hope you'll join us more often when you're able to again it's a drop in drop out game anytime you're able to make it uh please do and uh we'll go from there guys all right great job yeah thank you yeah thanks for coming man have a good night guys